Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we're going behind the headlines. St. Louis Public Radio listeners have been bombarding our Curious Louis website page on the city-county merger issue. That's where you ask the questions and our reporters research the answers. A lot of the questions lately have centered on the Better Together proposal for consolidating St. Louis City and County. Reporters Chad Davis and Jason Rosenbaum, along with editor Fred Ehrlich, have been charged with answering the questions on this subject, and they join me in studio. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Good to see you. Good to see you. Jason is our political guy. I want to start with you. Uh, Obviously, a lot of questions coming in on this whole Better Together proposal. That would indicate to me that this is hardly going to be a slam dunk for passing this thing. Depends. I mean, it, th- one of the reasons from a tactical standpoint why a statewide vote is better than a local vote is people outside of St. Louis and Kansas City, or excuse me, St. Louis and St. Louis County may not have strong opinions on this and may be swayed by a pretty sophisticated marketing campaign. But St. Louis does take up a pretty sizable uh, chunk of Missouri's population, both St. Louis and St. Louis County. And I, I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense that people that live here and would be most affected by this new government have a lot of questions about it and maybe even some skepticism. If yep. they didn't, I would be worried. Yeah. Like they, it, I mean, I was literally stopped at the grocery store about this topic by some random person asking me about this. And usually that doesn't happen very often because I'm on the radio and I'm not a TV personality. So this person clearly is interested, and that kind of showcases the the groundswell of public interest in this topic. Fred, you and I talked about this briefly the other day. It also seems to me that this whole thing could turn on personalities. There are certainly plenty of provisions to consider, and we'll be talking about some of them today. But it may very well depend on the popularity of people like Steve Snare and whether they want him to be the guy in charge. That's totally correct, Don. Uh, you know, there's a lot. Of, he, he un- unfortunately, is a divisive personality right now. And uh, there's these, uh, this is ongoing fight with him and the council, uh, questions about, you know, how he's, how he's operating. And I think a lot of people just simply don't like the fact that he could run this new government without, a, without any kind of vote by the people. All right. Well, um, I, th- I think it could turn on that myself. That's just my opinion. Chad, um, a lot of the people who are looking at this are concerned because they think it's going to take government, their local government, farther away from them. Uh, will it do that? Yeah, that's something that I've I've heard from individuals, too, and especially like municipal leaders uh, who've discussed that. So, I mean, a lot of the services that maybe municipalities have will, like quite a few of them will be governed by the new metropolitan city. Um, and then sp- specific services, you know, would still be consolidated by the, the um, municipalities. So I know like police departments, that's one of the things that the metro government would have control over. And I mean, that's a concern that some of the municipal leaders have talked about. They'll still be in charge of parks and recreation and, and trash services, but certain specific things like police departments, you know, I know some municipal leaders have talked about a concern with that. Some folks are concerned that uh, a, a 
city council of 33 members would be a little unwieldy. Are you hearing any of that? Yeah, that's something that I've heard from certain people as well, municipal leaders again. Um, I think one of the things, especially with representation of, of black people who are in, you know, in the city specifically and in the county as well, um, they've expressed concerns about that, about a diluted population and diluted representation if it goes to a 33-member council. Jason, you hearing the same thing? I think that historically, the dilution of black political power has been one of the prime conflicts of a city-county merger, especially in, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s when black politicians in St. Louis became more organized and more prominent. The fact of the matter is when you take a majority black city like St. Louis with a majority white county like St. Louis County, I've seen various estimates. I think the percentage will be anywhere from 65 to 70 percent white. Now, that doesn't mean that black candidates can't win offices like mayor, assessor, and prosecutor. They point to the fact that Charlie Dooley won uh, mm-hmm. 75-25 county as county executive, or Wesley Bell just won as prosecutor. And there are certainly circumstances that you could talk about on a granular level, but that clearly happened. But I, I think that if you look at other consolidated governments like Indianapolis, Louisville, and, and Nashville, none of them have ever had black mayors before. Mm-hmm. So... I think that that's a real concern, especially among res- uh, political people in St. Louis City who now have more black citywide officials than ever and that are starting to wield real influence on the Board of Aldermen level. Now, one thing they'll point to, and by they I mean proponents of this plan, is that a larger council allows for a larger black caucus potentially, especially in St. Louis County where there's only two members out of seven of the county council. Whether that's enough to quell what is really becoming really strong opposition among the black political community will remain to be seen. Uh, Fred, do you have any sense that uh, black political power power will be diluted as a result of this if it uh, goes through? I think it almost has to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jason alluded to the fact that uh, Nancy Rice, one of the leaders of, of the Better Together uh, effort, has said that, you know, historically – uh, white communities have elected, you know, black of officials like the Charlie Dooley example. But I just think when you when it comes down to you have 33 positions and a consolidation of things like, you know, the uh, assessor's office and those kinds of things, it's going to be tougher to uh, elect black officials. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, there are seven members of the county council and 28 members of the board of aldermen probably going to go down to 14 at some point. Uh, so that would be fewer, obviously, than the 33 we're right, talking about. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's still being fought, uh, by the way. We'll see, we'll see where that ends up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have, as I indicated, some uh, questions that uh, people have brought to us through Cur- uh, Curious Lewis. Uh, is there a question that uh, is being asked more often than others? Do any of you have a yeah. sense for that? Why is this being done statewide as opposed to locally? And if you ask the, the, the people associated with Better Together, they'll say that there are aspects of the plan that require constitutional changes, especially the consolidation of police departments and municipal courts. And the only way to change the Constitution is through a statewide vote, hence the reason this is being taken statewide as opposed to local. Now, even even with that legal justification, which seems very rational and has probably been vetted by some very good attorneys, it's, there's still a what I like to call a visceral and philosophical debate about whether people outside of St. Louis and St. Louis County should be deciding what our government looks like. Um, 
it may just be a philosophical argument because I, I don't think there's going to be a local vote. I wrote last week about the Board of Freeholders process, um, and that is the municipal league's attempt to take this to just city and county voters. But I, I think the biggest obstacle of that is that Stanger and Krusen appoint the majority of members. They're both in favor of the Better Together plan. And while the county council and board of aldermen do vet those freeholders appointees, I could just see them continuously appointing people that don't want to produce a competing plan. So my point for bringing that up is that is certainly going to be a topic of conversation, especially locally, about whether this should be statewide or local. But the reality is if they gather the signatures, it's going to be a statewide vote. And I, I still think that that question will be a big part of this that, that this debate for sure. Fred, should we read anything into the fact that the Better Together people uh, went back, pulled pulled back its uh, its proposal to adjust some of the language uh, and now have refiled? Not at all. I mean, the, the, the changes were in some cases so minor, they were, you know, changing a comma, adding a comma, putting a comma someplace. These were technical changes. And uh, as Jason pointed out in his story about the changes, this has been done numerous times on numerous uh, petition initiatives uh, before. And I think, Jason, you said 16 times on Clean Missouri. Is yeah, that, is that I, I looked and there were 16 different versions of the second iteration of Clean Missouri in 2016. It's, it's very common for multiple initiative petitions to be filed. Okay, well, let's move along to some of those uh, questions that we've been getting. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Chad, but anybody chime in uh, with regard to uh, responses to these questions. Uh, Pam writes, will public transportation for county employment opportunities for city residents be enhanced? Do we know on the basis of this uh, proposal? Yes. Yeah, so I actually asked um, one of the individuals from Better Together about this, uh, Marius Johnson Malone. Um, he mentioned that that's something that really bi-state development would kind of be working on. So, you know, it's something that that corporation would really really focus on, you know, if the merger does go through about how public transportation is going to um, expand if it does or not. So it's really on their front um, at this moment. And it's interesting, Don, I've noticed a lot of the questions that we've been getting have been along lines like that, that people who have concerns about issues that really better together is not planning on addressing can address, mm -hmm. but it's concerns that people have about the region and they're legitimate concerns, mm -hmm. but now they're all kind of coming to the forefront. And, and I think what was the genesis behind that question is if this passes, this, the center of this new government is going to be in St. Louis City. I, I don't think it has to be at City Hall per se, but my assumption would be it would probably be at what is now St. Louis City Hall. Yeah. It'll so. probably increase discussion to uh, and debate over a north-south Metrolink uh, route too, which mm -hmm. comes up from time to time. Okay, Nathan writes, will this help integrate our very segregated school districts? Um, this, pro this proposal does not make any changes to how school districts are drawn. And you know, I, I've said this a, a lot. At the beginning of the Better Together process in 2013, they were very upfront that they weren't going to do anything with school districts. So in one, on one respect, it's hard to criticize Better Together for not producing a report that has an aspect that they never promised to address. On the other hand, there's no question that our economically and racially segregated school system in St. Louis is a big part of our fragmentation. It's a reason why people move to St. Louis County. It's the reason I moved to St. Louis County was to take advantage of the special school district. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm not the only person who lived in St. Louis City that did that. 
So will that be Better Together Part 2 after this passes? I have no idea, but I absolutely believe that there are going to be some educational consequences that come from this, if that makes sense. A lot of questions will arise over this particular issue, no question about it. And uh, needless to say, there are a number of school districts that really need some help uh, and need to be uh, fixed, if you will. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. We'll do that now. Come back, continue our conversation. We're answering Curious Lewis questions about the proposed merger between St. Louis City and St. Louis County. Uh, We'll continue that conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by Lindenwood University's Hammond Institute for Free Enterprise, examining market approaches to help solve economic and social issues. Hammond.Institute. Now back to our conversation with Chad Davis, Fred Ehrlich, and Jason Rosenbaum. Okay, did you want to add anything with regard to the school issue? Were we finished with that? I, and I, I do want to point this out that, if I'm not mistaken, Money from municipal cores, like the fines, I think would go to school districts. So I don't want to say that they're completely unaffected as far as funding, but the question had to do, the, the subtext of that question had to do is, is this going to reorganize or consolidate the school districts? And the answer to that is no. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that clarification is necessary, but I feel like the the answer I gave to that question was still pretty accurate. Yeah. So. Uh, Fred, you had indicated off the air. You're a little surprised that they didn't uh, tackle education in a more forceful well, way. Well, not so much surprised mm-hmm. uh, as uh, they're they're biting off some big pieces of, of uh, reorganization and consolidation of, of area government. So I, I just think I think the school district that they didn't do the school district was probably a smart move. That mm-hmm. that if if this works, that maybe they come at that later. Chad, I'll give you this one. Christopher writes, how will municipalities and public schools make up for the lost income from sales tax revenue, traffic tickets, tickets, and the earnings tax? Yeah, so, I mean, revenue w- would still go into municipalities. I mean, they still have property taxes and utility taxes and fees for services. So those are things that would still go into the municipality. Also, if they have a sales tax that's dedicated to a specific debt, um, that, that would still stay within that actual community. All right. We have a caller who wants to take us back to something we discussed a moment or two ago. Let's see what Brandon in St. Louis has on his mind. Brandon, go ahead. Thank you. So my, I understand why this has to be a statewide vote, because the Constitution is where there is a bar that prevents St. Louis City and St. Louis County from coming together. But my question is, if we do the statewide vote, Are we just removing that bar and then there would be a second step where St. Louis City and St. Louis County local voters get to vote on if and how we do this? Or is this an all or nothing where we're replacing that constitutional bar with, you know, a provision that says now you guys are lumped together? Uh, The answer is that if statewide voters approve this, this is the new government. This is not like an authorizing constitutional amendment that would allow a local vote later. Like if this if this gets voted in, this is the new government for St. Louis. And I'm just saying St. Louis because that includes St. Louis and St. Louis County. Has anyone floated a two-step plan, which would essentially make the constitutional bar the statewide vote and then leave the whether we want to do it and how we're going to do it question up to the local voters after the constitutional bar is removed? That has certainly been brought up as an alternative to this. Um, There's also been the question of 
can you include a clause in this that says this doesn't go into effect if in the statewide vote, city and county voters reject it. But they, the Better Together people said that that would probably run into constitutional problems because you can't have a situation where, like, St. Louis and St. Louis County votes count for more than the rest of the state. Um, but what you suggested, I, I have heard, you know, suggested by people that don't like this plan, but... As long as I mean, better as long as better together is kind of going in this direction. Um, the reality is, if this gets voted on by by the state, this is our new government. And I can totally understand why people are upset. Um, you know, if, if you're living in the city or the county, and it's possible this thing could fail in those places and pass statewide, then you're being told what kind of government you're having by other people in the state. And uh, you know, I people don't like that, and I don't blame them. Yeah, that was the first question out of the box, I think, for most people right. when uh, this whole thing surfaced. Chad, um, how would elections be overseen? I assume there would be a single election board to run the operation? For the – so are you talking about just – emerged, An emerged uh, situation. Yeah, so um, the – there will be – so like the electionary time – I'm sorry, just for the actual – how the election would There's work. There are separate election boards now. Obviously, with a merger, there'd have to be a, presumably a single election authority. Yeah, I believe there would be one board of elections commissioner, you know, and after this merger. That, that's my place. understanding that there would be a transition period where the current different boards would work together with the transition team, but ultimately there would be basically one election authority. Okay. This uh, question comes from I. Klein, who asks, will this stop municipal competition over stores? Will it lead to fewer TIFs, for instance? Will it result in different distribution of sales taxes? Do, do we know? I, I think that there's a strong possibility that it – well, let me back up for a second. I think that there's always going to be competition about where a store goes. But one of the things this new government does is it places the economic <laughs> development incentives in the hands of the metro government which means that, and I'm going to pick on my own city here, Richmond Heights can't necessarily get a tip, put a tiff down uh, to lure, you know, a big store, a big company there, or, or lure it from Brentwood or something like that. So I, I think that, that, that you conceivably that could end that kind of intra-municipal competition or at least curtail it, but there's still going to be debates over, like, where – Where's the best place that to put a big development? Like that, that that happens in St. Louis City, where there's only like, which is only one city right now. So I I don't think that's going to end. But if you're just talking about like the arms race between municipalities, it's going to be a lot more difficult for cities to do that if they they can't produce their own economic development incentives. Well, I assume that somebody out there is already thinking about contacting Amazon now that, now that they're not going <laughs> to build that second headquarters in, in New York City. Just don't that, build it next to my house. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Okay, um, MC writes, my city has a significant reserve fund in the bank, about $8 million bucks. What happens to those funds? Do we know? Yeah, so actually um, those reserve funds, they'll stay with the corresponding um, municipal district just like other assets and, and liabilities uh, will remain there. So if they have reserve fund, they, they, they would keep that. Another thing, obviously, that people are concerned about is what money their city has on hand now. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Alrighty, Ellen writes, uh, this would be a good time to consolidate fire services in spite of their very strong union. Why not consolidate? Thoughts? Well, I, I suspect they, the better together people really haven't, haven't addressed this except to say that they're not in this plan, that it's similar to the school district issue, that it was just another really big chunk to take on and they, had enough on, they, they thought they had enough on the plate to do. I'll just point this out from a political perspective. Firefighters have pretty strong unions, as I mentioned in the question, that have a statewide reach. And it probably wouldn't be advantageous for Better Together to have that type of interest group campaigning against them from a statewide perspective. Um, that may not be the reason they decided not to do it. They decide, may decide not to do it just because they practically couldn't do it. But, I mean, what they're launching is a political campaign, and I think that they have to take into account that their decisions are going to upset certain constituency groups. And that's a reality with the firefighters. And frankly, that's a reality with teachers. Teachers have strong unions, too. So, I mean, that, that does matter if you're trying to get this passed statewide. On the other hand, if uh, part of the reason, the rationale behind all of this is for greater efficiencies, you would think that uh, consolidating the fire departments would uh, w- would meet that criteria. Right, because you could argue that that's why they're consolidating all the police departments into mm-hmm. one. So isn't, doesn't the same thing apply to fire districts? No. Well, as Jason suggests, they're mindful of the politics of, uh, of all of this. And, 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 just, and as, just to add on, um, St. Louis City... Would, would, which does not have a fire protection district, would have a fire protection district if this ends up passing. I think that's worth mm-hmm. pointing out. We, we've talked about the constitutional element uh, in this whole proposal and why it's a statewide vote, but Jennifer asks, what is the specific constitutional change needed to approve the merger? Do we have a handle on that? The, the typical, I think the typical thing that's been explained to us is the municipal courts and police departments, but I think that there's probably a lot. It's a huge amendment, so I'm sure that there are other specific things that they point out to, too. I don't know if you've heard anything else, Chad. No, I I was just going to agree with it. I think there are just so many larger things that they have to merge, such as the district courts and also just the um, the, the departments for police. I I think it's just very difficult for them to do that without any type of, you know, constitutional Mm -hmm. amendment. Uh, Just uh, out of my curiosity, um, as you guys have been dealing with this and and looking into it, do you get a sense that there is more opposition and support for this at, uh, at this juncture? I, I would say that from what I've heard, more opposition. Um, I just think there's there's several really big sticking points right now that people don't like. We've talked about uh, several of them, the statewide vote. People don't like that. Um, they don't like the possibility of uh, elected of officials taking office without being elected. Um, I think there's, you know, there's, there's certain, certainly support for some parts of the plan, but most of the people I talk to have pretty specific objections and uh, pretty strong objections. Mm. I, I would say it's divided. Like, I think, for example, the business community in St. Louis clearly wants this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are some elements of the Democratic Party in St. Louis that want this. And I, frankly, there are parts, there are Republicans in the legislature who mm-hmm. want this. And it may be beyond just political reasons. They may look at St. Louis from afar and think the, the way we're organized is just crazy. I mean, Steve Ellman has made that point to us since 2017 from St. Charles as the St. Charles County Executive. On the other hand, I think it also is driving a lot of opposition from Republicans, especially in St. Louis County, who under this plan would never be able to win countywide office again, the African-American political community, um, and even some quote-unquote progressives who 
may actually be amenable to a city-county merger, but don't like various aspects of the plan. I, it is certainly provoking vigorous debate, and it's not splitting along traditional political lines, which may be one of the reasons this is such an interesting, all-encompassing story to cover. Mm-hmm. And Fred, uh, financier, um, um, Mr. Singfield wants it, and he's prepared, I'm sure, to throw a lot of money at the campaign once it gets rolling. Right. And he's had mixed success. Actually, you know, a lot of people talk about him, but um, he's backed a lot of stuff that hasn't gotten anywhere. Sure. Uh, his big thing is the earnings tax. He He's, you know, lobbied against that for for many years now. And obviously this, you know, phases out the earnings tax over 10 years. So, uh, you know, that that that's uh, that's what he's looking for. Another question, Chad, with regard to phasing out that earnings tax. That's a lot of money, <laughs> and the city certainly depends on it now. They're going to have to come up with some other revenue, I think, to make up for that uh, loss. Yeah, so um, that's one of the things that they've, they've mentioned, too, is once the earnings tax, and I think it's 10% every year that it would, it would go away, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Right. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, they would still get you know revenue from consolidation from other departments, which is kind of what Better Together has been saying, you know, maybe when individuals retire or, you know, maybe repeat positions or so. Mm-hmm. And just with that alone, that would, you know, reduce some of the, um, you know, some of the issues. What does that generate in the city? Is it, I'm thinking of $168 million, something like I don't like know the exact year. number, but it's, something it's like between that, like think. 140 and $160 yeah. million. I, I could be wrong on that. So don't don't hold me to that, but it's a lot of money. But regardless, it's a huge chunk of the oh. city city uh, budget uh, revenue, and uh, I, you know, I, I and a lot of other people have a lot of questions about these numbers. We haven't seen a lot of specific numbers. I think hopefully we will, but you know, the better together people talk a lot in generalities. Um, they'll make up money here by doing this, and they'll make up money here by doing that. But I'd like to see some more numbers. Okay, time is beginning to wind down. A couple of quick questions here. Craig writes, With all the me- will all Metro employees move downtown or will there be satellite offices? Do we know? As far as we know that there will be uh, still be offices in Clayton and offices downtown. I, I don't think they've gotten to the specifics of, you know, what departments will be will be where. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in St. Louis County government, there are satellite offices beyond sure. just the ones in Clayton. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, there's been some buzz in social media about the city's water system potentially being privatized. Is that addressed at all and what the Better Together folks have put together? Well, I think water services, for the for the most part, you know, if a city or a municipality has water service, you know, they can kind of keep that deal. I know Better Together didn't want to, um, or they said that they didn't want to mm-hmm. interfere with that. Um, as far as the city goes, um, I believe that it would be their municipal corporation that would have to somewhat decide, you know, what they would do with their water. So, I mean, I, I would assume there would be a chance, but that just kind of has to go with, you know, what that corporation decides with their water. Better okay. Together has said they're leaving utilities untouched in this. Right. That's going to be up to the cities. Right. I just got a tweet from Jerry asking, is the privatization of St. Louis Lambert Airport essential to make the merger proposal financially viable? I'm not sure that's that's a factor really in in in, in this plan. I mean, it's it's first of all, it's 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 still just a a very young idea at this point. We haven't seen a lot of specifics, and who knows if that's going to happen. Uh, but I don't think that I, I've seen anything in the Better Together plan that references the airport. I haven't seen anything either, mm-hmm. Jason. Uh, we have another caller. Let's take that, and then we'll have to uh, say goodbye. But Sister Eileen is calling 
Um, I'm not sure if it's Richmond Heights or not, but Sister Eileen, you're on the air. Go ahead. Thank you. And I'm really struck by the, how, be, how similar Better Together is than the, to the failure of the old Pruitt Igo high rises because of St. Fields um, wanting to withdraw the earnings tax um, because of, we know that Pruitt Igo didn't have any money um, um, from the legislature for maintenance and it collapsed. Um, I think using uh, the voters from the state, uh, it really violates the principle of subsidiarity and sets up the city for failure and uh, growth of the misery index. Um, I used to think that um, better together type ideas might be, would be good, but I'm starting to feel that subsidiarity is very important and maybe more of a federation type system might be better for the St. Louis area. But the one thing that's vital, I think, is to get rid of the segregation of public school funding so that city schools can be brought up to the level of all the surrounding schools. Sister Eileen, thank you for the call. Our time is winding down. Anybody want to address her concerns here? Well, I think we've we've talked about the the, yeah. the funding for schools, and 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 she's right. It, it is an issue, but it's not being addressed in, in, in this case. Okay. Very quickly, Jason, the timeline on all of this. Uh, they have to gather enough signatures. I think they have until next year to do that. If they get enough signatures, um, they'll they'll be on the ballot in November 2020. There'll probably be some legal fights. Let's not let's yeah. not let's not uh, let's not take that away, but. I would look to November 2020 for the decisive moment on this. And because this is such a well-funded campaign, I think the chances of us voting on this are pretty high. Kind of leave it at that, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Fred Ehrlich, thank you for being with us. Thank you, John. Chad Davis, thank you for coming along. Thank you. And uh, Jason Rosenbaum, thank you. Yes. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.